Praise Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. A little chilly this morning, but we're fixing to warm them up here. Woo! You're going to follow along in your hymnal, page 273. I woke up with this song on my heart. You know, a lot of the world, people, humans, us, one thing we search for our whole lives is love. That's just the way God made us. He made us to have a help me. And, uh, if we love Jesus first, then we'll be ready. That'll make us worthy. That'll make us worthy of loving somebody else. To love Jesus first is best. Amen. I just woke up with the sum of my heart, so we're going to sing it.
What I'm talking to you about development, where we all we're all situated in there somewheres, where we're in that spectrum of of physical development and growth. That's why I said there's different levels in here. Amen. So it's something that happens to us naturally. Amen. I'm not growing this way. I might be growing this way. But I'm still growing. I know one thing, I'm, I'm still growing up here. I'm still growing right here. I'm still growing. I haven't come to the place in, in, in myself, in my being, where I know everything. The truth, the honest truth is that our minds are so limited that we wouldn't be able to contain all that knowledge in our little minds it would probably we would probably go crazy but here's the thing the knowledge that we attain we pick it up little by little we learn you know beginning from square one or as we say our ABCs and we begin to develop our, our our knowledge begins to develop. And then when we learn that, guess what happens? When we learn that, then we go on from there. Once we've acquired that knowledge, here's the thing. Why do we know it? Interesting, isn't it? What gets us to the point where we can understand what is being taught to us? Repetition, experience, exercising, whatever principle. That's why it's important for us. I'm still talking about spiritual growth. <laughs> we're we're really uh, interesting. We're we're interesting because here we are. We're we're talking about we we're all uh, pretty much acquainted with spiritual our physical growth, aren't we? We're growing right now. I don't know everybody's age in here, but we're all still growing. We're all still developing. So we know, we know the experience of it. I always remember I was an eighth grader, and I wasn't very tall when I was an eighth grader. I was about five, five one. We came down here during the summertime. We'd come down here and work, and and my brother Chuck and I. Chuck was, was almost the same thing. He was shorter than I was. So, you know, I, and I, I wasn't that tall as an eighth grader. Came down here. All that summer, guess what happened? I, I was going through this growing fit, and I didn't realize it. And, man, my body, I had these just aches and pains. And I remember several times they had to take me to the hospital because I was experiencing these pains and didn't know what it was. And, and I didn't know there was a growth spurt going on in my body. So they would take me to the hospital. The doctor said, he's fine. Nothing wrong with him. Wow, why do I hurt so much? And I always remember that. We visited the hospital several times. Went back. Guess what? Didn't realize it. During the whole process of those three months, we went back at the end of July, the beginning of August, to go back to school. And guess what? I shot up from 5'2 to 6'1". Wow. <laughs> 
So, so when we got back to White River, my friends were going, wow, what happened to you? But growth pains, growth pains. You know what I'm talking about. We go through that physically. And here's the thing. Little do we realize we go through that spiritually. Growth pains. That comes along. There's a lot of, amen, when there's changes that take place in us. Always remember this. The Lord said, this is what he wants us to do. He wants to teach us to profit. Teaching us to profit. Teaching us to ascend. Growing. Huh? So we're unique in that way because here we are. Some of us, here's the thing. Some of us are, uh, maybe, are, are, are you really adults? <laughs> I took psychology. I know, you know, I know what, what, what they talk, doctors talk about that, you know. And they, they like to believe, in today's world, they like to believe that when a young person gets to the age of 18, they've reached adulthood. And by my experience, I have to stand back and say, mm-mm. You know what? Here's the, here's the thing. There's even some people that are in their 20s and 30s that still haven't reached that point of what it is to, to have the mindset of an adult because they're still acting like a child. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to favor you ladies. Listen to this. It is, it is known that ladies mature more mentally. What was that? In their 20s to their 30s than the men do. Men usually mature like 30 to 45. That's when they begin to, things begin to, so they kind of get that. As my brother-in-law and I used to say, we used to get wild hair. We used to do things that weren't convenient, you know, that, that youthful thinking. So, so think about this now. Here, here's a peculiar situation because some of us may be adults physically in here, but guess what? We're only babes spiritually. Amen. Now, does that make sense? Yes. It's a peculiar situation, isn't it? So how do we attain to that? How do we get to that level where we can grow spiritually? Well, first of all, you have to be born. I say that. Now, this is going to be a teaching, not a preaching. But I'm feeling the Holy Ghost up here, so. But we have to be born. We have to be born again. Born again into the kingdom of heaven. Last weekend, we witnessed a baptism. That's part of the born-again process. Being born again of water 
and of the Spirit. To enter into the kingdom of heaven, to enter into that spiritual kingdom, you need to be born again. You can't just come into a church and say, I want to join your church. No, you have to be born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. And the evidence of being born again is speaking in other tongues. That's evidence that you're born again into the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus said in John 3. So there's that. There's the baby talk right there. My little grandson, of course, he's in the other room. Silas, he likes to talk, but he doesn't talk like you and I. I was telling uh, Adrian Sinaway, when he learns how to use words, man, that guy is going to talk. Because he would be sitting in my lap and he'd go, I'm going to have to And I'll go, really? He goes, And I say, I didn't know that. Yeah. But it's baby garble. Here's the thing. He's in that place in his being right now. His, his, he's an infant. So there he is. He's, he's right in that level where he's at. Where he's supposed to be. So everything he does in that, in that area where he's at right now. It's all given to what's up here in his little mind. His little heart. His little soul. His little spirit. He only knows that much. So he only uses that much. Does that make sense? Yes. So you think about that. Uh, turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter. Uh, where am I going? Chapter 4. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 4. Look what it says here. Let me make sure. Look what it says here. I want to back up a little bit. Uh, uh, we'll, 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 we'll start with verse number 13. Uh, I think all of us are pretty familiar with how Paul's leading up to this, what he's speaking about here in chapter 14 or 13. He says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto a mature Man, that's what that means. A mature man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's what the Lord is doing right now. He's leading all, us all there to that place where we can mature in him. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So look what he says. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ. So he says, this is what's going to happen. And obviously he said, we, God's will is for this, for us to grow up in Him. Right. Amen. To grow up in Him. Amen. 
to reach that point of maturity, spiritual maturity. That's what's taking place right now. Some of us, amen, are still infants. Some of us may be, amen, toddlers. Some of us may be, amen, at the young childhood age. Maybe some of us are adolescents. But we're at different areas of our spiritual growth right now. We see that in this, in this body. Hence, that's the reason why we behave the way we do. Are you understanding that? Okay? It's really important. So he, God's will is just for us to grow. Just realize that, of course, you know, <clears throat> Jesus came and he was born into this world. God was, came into the world and robed himself in flesh. That's who Jesus was. <laughs> Good example as you read about Jesus and how he developed. Of course, he, the spirit in him obviously was, you know, God Almighty. <laughs> but that little, that body had to grow. It's almost like the body had to grow and catch up to the spirit. <laughs> but it did. He had to grow. The Lord had to, you ever realize this? The Bible says he was in all points tempted like we, as we are, yet he was without sin. He had to experience what it was to be a human being. All the, <clears throat> that area of growth and development and to function as a human being, to, to breathe and to live like a human being. The Lord had to do that. So he came and he humbled himself. Can you imagine now the eternal spirit? which lived in that body. Of course, remember this. With the Lord, there's no time. Because of, He's eternal. He's the great I Am. There's no such thing as time with Him. He's not limited to time. He wasn't before He was born. But after He became a, amen, a son, the Bible says, well, as Paul said, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under law. That's in Galatians. So in other words, God had to subject himself to the limits of humanity. So he had to subject himself to earthly time, earthly growth, but he did it. He had to develop. You read that in Luke chapter 2, verse number 40, it says, And the child grew, speaking about Jesus, and waxed strong in spirit. Wow. Filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. Now here's, here's the key. <laughs> I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this. Did you realize this? What is the key to our spiritual development? Does anybody want to know? The Bible says that he waxed strong in the spirit. 
and filled with wisdom and great and the grace of God was upon them. What's the key to our spiritual development? Ooh. What happened to Jesus? We just read it. He waxed strong in the spirit. You know what? Not so much that we should be concerned about our physical growth and development, which we should. If we are, we'll take care of ourselves. But you know what's going to balance your life? You know what's going to balance your being? Because you are. You're, we're a triplex being. We're spirit, soul, and body. So in order for us to grow spiritually, if, if our growth is going to be effective, if we're going to grow like the Lord wants us to grow, what do we have to do? We have to feed our spirit. Are you understanding that? Amen. He waxed strong in the spirit. Ooh. That's why church is important. Amen. Come to the yes. house of God and you feed, you feed the inner man. Yes. And you read that in, in the same chapter of Luke chapter 2 in verse number 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. So he grew, he devoured. He developed, he increased in wisdom and stature. Hallelujah. So when we talk about spiritual growth, we need to understand this. We need to feed our spirit. We need to feed the inner man. Uh, I, I like to refer to that as the real you. The real you. I can look at everybody and I can see your physical bodies. I can see how you look if you, physically. You know, I'm looking at the, the body, the temple that houses your human spirit. I may be looking at your outward person, but guess what? The real you abides or lives inside this body right here. The real person. Your spirit. Because what would happen if your spirit was removed from your body? You would die. So obviously, your spirit is the real you. And we all have a human spirit. Yes. Well, I hope we do. <laughs> Praise God. We all look like human beings in here. So you think about that. Now, how, how are we going to get to that point? Hallelujah. I was watching uh, a video that Adrian sent of Silas yesterday having breakfast. And he was whatever whatever his mom made for him. Boy, he loved it because he was taking a bite of it. Pretty soon. In other words, he's like what he was eating. Made him dance. <laughs> How many have ever danced after you have eaten? Your food was that good when you danced. Woo, that was good, mom. But there was Silas. Boy, you could tell he was enjoying what he was eating. In order for you to grow spiritually, here's the thing. The Apostle Peter said it this way in, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. As newborn babes, 
desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. As newborn babes. Now look what he says. As newborn babes. A baby will tell you when he or she is hungry. You know how they do that? Begin to make those noises and move around. And they're telling mom, mom, it's, I'm ready to eat. It's meal time. As newborn babes desire the sincere miracle of the word. Guess what? You know why people can't grow spiritually? You know why they can't develop? Because they don't have a hunger for the word. And how are you supposed to grow spiritually if you don't desire the sincere miracle of the word? How are you going to nurture your spirit and your soul and your body? That's why it's really important. The word of God should be something that, you know, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus tell Satan? He said, man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It's really, it's really important. It's really important. There's a reason why the Bible says to train up a child in the way he should go. Train up a child in the way he should go. That's our responsibility as parents, taking care of our children. Train them. Train them. Start that instruction when they're small. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 6 that we're to teach our children. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy strength. He said, teach your children. Teach your children. Teach them. Amen. So they can know. They can grow. Train up a child in the way he or she should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Wow. I always remember this. I was, I spent two years of my early childhood with my grandparents, my grandmother Annie and my grandfather Albert. Every morning, their custom was they would open up the scripture and grandma would read, and then we would all pray. Every morning it was like that. That's one thing that just, I could always remember that. All them, all those two years living with them, I could always remember that. Something they never failed to do, they would open up the Bible and they would read. And then Grandpa would pray and we'd sit there and we, you know, and I thought to myself, wow, that's amazing. But you know what? It had an effect on me. Amen. I understood something. But they taught, they taught that. So that's why it's important because when you allow these things to happen, it's going to be ingrained 
in the minds of your children to pray, to study, to love God. Think about that. Spiritual. Spiritual. We're, we're, we're admonished to grow. We're admonished to grow. Amen. In the scripture, in the book of Hebrews, if you want to go there, you look and see what uh, uh, the writer of Hebrews said here in chapter 6. If I didn't give you a scripture verse in chapter 6, and remember, we're still talking about spiritual development. The book of Hebrews chapter 6. The reason why I want to bring this out, I'll make some comments on it here. Look what he says here. He says in verse number one, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this will we do this will we do if god permit then you read there in verse number nine but beloved we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation though we thus speak so we see that what he's saying here amen that in order in order for us to grow in order for us to develop, we have to leave the elementary principles. We have to lead or follow the Lord. So as a result, guess what? We, we understand what it is to be born again. We learn that. But guess what? There's more to our salvation. There's more to our salvation. There's more to what you and I can learn and acquire as far as the knowledge of God is concerned. That was just the beginning. So God doesn't want us to, amen, always reside in that area where, amen, that's the only thing we know. God wants us to develop. I, li I like it if you have a good margin. A good margin would say, leaving the word of the beginning of Christ. So what does that mean? That means we're going to go on. We're going to grow we're going to acquire more knowledge and more experience. Why? Because spiritual, amen, development is something that is very necessary for you and I. Ooh. So when we do that, when we obey the Lord, we're going to come to that place of, you know, growth and Develop growth and development. So here we are. Here we are. And how are we going to acquire that? It's taking what we've heard, it's taking what we've been taught. You go to school, you have the different levels, classes there. Preschool, man, I can remember back in my day when it was kindergarten. 
And you're, you're going, wow, kindergarten. But now they're saying preschool. Wow. And then elementary, middle school, and then high school. And then once you get past high school, you college, if you, if you, if you want to pursue a higher education. I like the way they say it, higher education. Higher, higher. Just, don't, just be careful. You don't fill your head with garbage. Amen. I know that because I've been there before. Hallelujah. But here's the thing. Development. Growth. Growth. When we talk, when we talk about growth and we talk about mindset and we talk about behavior, all those things are closely related. They're associated. We talk about conduct. There's ways you can see. I don't look at anybody and I don't try to find all kinds of fault in people. Amen. I'm not God. <laughs> it's only one judge. Amen. Only one lawgiver. But sometimes we're put in that precarious position as the men of God that we are, we're supposed to be, that we need to somehow, in a sense, help the people of God to come to that place. And that's what Paul was talking about in Ephesians 4. Come to that place of understanding. There's a lot about you I don't know right now. I'm pretty ignorant as far as that's concerned. I don't know what you're thinking right now. I don't know what motivates you. I don't know what your what you know all the things your your daily routines and everything that in your life. I don't know any of that, but God does. Amen. All I see when everybody comes is I see your actions. I see your movement. I see what you're doing. So I take a look at that, and, I, and to my I put a picture and I say, "Oh man." times I can go like this and maybe there's times I can go it all hinges upon your behavior your conduct action speaks louder than words doesn't you know what you say doesn't necessarily mean anything it's what you do and that's that's a dividing point because a lot of people they say one thing and they do another so you know that there's something that's just not in, in, in psychology, what they call that is they call that a character. Uh, you know, when when uh, when people don't say well, when they say that they believe a certain way, but yet their life just totally is opposite. A character defect, they call it. So that's why. And, and why does that happen? It happens is because we don't. Apply ourselves to learning. We don't really apply ourselves to learning. Did you realize this? And that's the reason why we're given the word. We can open up the word of God and we can read. and We can gain some understanding. It can give us insight. And we see it and there's things in there that you've never seen before. You go, oh man, I never realized that. But God is showing you. God is shedding light. So that when you see it, you begin to realize, oh man. And so what do you do? 
obviously what we do is we we follow the instructions and we begin to apply these principles in our lives so as a result we begin to learn it's not just receiving it up here it's it's actually putting it into principle in our life so we begin to obey god's will his word so guess what that is also a learning process it's not just intellectual knowledge but it's experiential knowledge And so that's what leads us to the place where we can grow and, and when we develop. So as we do, guess what? That slow process of change. My wife sometimes, they like to get together and they play, like to play different games. When I, was, when I played games, I, I remember, well, I wasn't saved then, and I love to play poker. And I remember going out west for to California for some basketball tournaments and coming back and guess where we stopped? Ooh. Yeah, man. Playing those cards and playing poker. At least I walked out of there with almost a thousand dollars in my pocket. But those were the kind of games I played. So they like to get together and they play games. I used to love to play basketball. I used to love to play baseball, softball. I love to rodeo. <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? But guess what? And then when they when they sit down and play games, you want to play? I said no. I don't feel like it because I'm not really into it right now. I just. Not that I'm trying to be wiser or older. It's just that I'm not into games no more. I just can't <clears throat> can't go there. Think about that. Something took place inside of me. Something changed. My actions aren't the same anymore. I don't have that desire. Because all of us have a desire, don't we? We all desire certain things. We all long for certain things. You know? You have to be careful that your desire doesn't turn to lust. Amen. Covetousness. Amen. <laughs> you got to be careful. But I'm just talking about things that, you know, as far as learning and all this. So, so here, here's the Apostle Paul. Here's the Apostle Paul. He said this. He said, he said uh, when I was a child, I'm, I'm reading out of 1 Corinthians 13, 11. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Ooh, my behavior has changed. I don't desire that anymore. I'm not there anymore. Obviously because what? What he's trying to say is that there was a change. There was growth. So as, the, as, as, as growth happened, as he developed in the things of God, guess what? These things that he used to be so occupied with when he was younger does not mean anything to him anymore. Are you listening? All you young people, it's important for you to understand this. When you allow yourself... To live in that 
Amen. How would I say it? In that, in that area, mentally, emotionally. Hallelujah. That's all you're going to see. You're going to see evidence of that level of understanding. Evidence of that level. How many of you have ever seen your, your little ones when they're trying to get their way and you turn them down and when they go, mm, 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 throw themselves down and uh, kick a little bit or throw a tantrum? <laughs> Praise God. There's some adults that are like that too. Mm. Throw a little tantrum, get angry. Why is that? Wow. Guess what? You're only responding to the level of knowledge you have. Ooh, that's true. Because that's the behavior that basically governs our action. You haven't, you haven't acquired any other knowledge that will help you to overcome whatever it is. Because there is knowledge that will improve you. There is knowledge that will lead you to a place of maturity, the development. You haven't acquired that knowledge yet, so that's why you're, you're there in that particular area. You haven't. Guess what? Your growth is stunted. So that's why Paul said, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. When there was growth and development, guess what? I, I graduated. Something really interesting. Uh, where is that now? I was thinking about it, and, and uh, maybe I didn't write it down. In, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse number 20, I think it is. If you want to go there. Look, look what Paul says. Brethren, be not children in understanding. Howbeit in malice, be ye children. But in understanding, be men. <laughs> Any of you ever wondered what Paul is talking about here? <laughs> yeah, basically, simply put, grow up. But when you when you when you when you want to break it down, let's let's do an expository uh, examination of this passage right here. He's talking about brethren, be not children understanding. Basically, what he's saying here is be not mature, immature in thinking. Don't be immature in your thinking. Howbeit in malice, be ye children. Now, now look at that. I, I remember one commentator said, "See, in, in malice, be ye children." In other words, you can be little stinkers. When it comes to, you know, actions like that. And that, I've heard some commentators say that. All right. But that's not the true interpretation. He said, when he said, how be it in malice, be it children. When it concerns these things that these activities that are not good. And I'll use for an example. I'll just, the, the word that they use, evil. When it concerns matters of evil, he said, be children. In other words, you know what he means? Be innocent. In other words, don't let that evil overcome you. You be innocent from that evil. Yes. 
Don't fall into that same old habit of allowing those unnecessary actions to prevail. Wow. And we get that way. Our behavior. That's why the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, a child, a child is, uh, is, is his mind or his spirit is known by his behavior. Hallelujah. So don't, don't be immature in your thinking. Okay. Paul was, was talking about that and we read that in Ephesians 4.14 where he said that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro going back and forth back and forth children so that's what I, that's where, where I coined the word fickle is you're just going back and forth you're unstable you're going back and forth Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> now, I say that because I, you know, I don't call myself a psychologist even though I went to school for that. But here's the thing. The problem with a lot of people that have issues with somebody else, because when there's a relationship problem there, usually it's, it's, it's because you know, they have some kind of argument or some kind of squabble. A lot of people want to be right. That's human nature. You want to be right. Hmm? Amen. We don't want to be wrong. Amen. So here's the thing. When I've heard different persons talking about, you know, whatever it is, the issues and why they argue and why that, that uh, dynamic there in the relationship. They always say, you know, that person, it's that person, it's that person. But you know what? And I step back and, and, I, and I watch and I say, well, if, it was, if you were really innocent... You wouldn't have the mindset or you wouldn't have the behavior and you wouldn't be saying what you're saying. Are you getting me? Yes. If you're really innocent, if you weren't really like that person, you wouldn't be approaching that the way you do. You wouldn't be saying those things. You wouldn't be talking about that like that. Because guess what? Your mind will be free from that. But as long as you're doing the same thing and talking the same thing and behaving the same way, you're just like that person. Woo. But we want to be right. There's always two sides to a story. Remember that. That's free. I, I won't charge you for that. Praise God. So, so to be able to go on from there, to be able to grow on... Uh, Let's go back to the book of Hebrews, chapter 5. i got to hurry. I'm running out of time. Hebrews, chapter 5. Look what it says. It says this in verse number 12. It says, For when the time ye ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. In other words, if you haven't comprehended, if you haven't comprehended, there's a reason why you haven't learned. You can't feed a baby a piece of steak. Right. 
Are you listening? You can't feed a baby a piece of steak. They're only, amen, because of their, where they are, as far as their development, the only thing that they can ingest is milk. So you can't feed a baby a piece of steak, and that's what Paul's saying. you got to go back, and you've got to learn the first principles. For In verse 13, for everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Wow. See, that's what the Word of God will do for us. It will, we'll come to that place of de development when, when, it comes to, you know, when it comes to any given situation in our life. Guess what it's going to help us to do? It's going to help us to confront that situation. And it's going to help us to deal with it in a godly manner. Whew. The Apostle Peter said this, and I'm almost done. Second Peter chapter 3, verse number 18. I'll let you go there. Look what he says, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be both be glory both now and forever. Amen. One of, one of my favorite pieces of scripture, and I'll read it to you. I'm done because I'm running out of time here. It's in the book of Psalms. Write this down. Psalms 119, 165. It says, Great peace have they which love thy law. Great peace have they which love thy law. And nothing shall offend them. What does that mean? Great peace have they that love thy law. Nothing shall offend them. They shall have no stumbling blocks. That's what it means. Nothing is going to get in their way. They're going to be able they're going to be able to profit. God wants us to profit. God wants us to, amen, grow. God wants us to ascend. God wants us to be useful. He does. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank you very much, everybody. And uh, we'll see you, everybody, at 2 o'clock. Have a good break. Between now and then, greet one another, greet our visitors. God bless you. We'll see you at two.